0: Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and lessons for the Christian year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a Gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible, of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because, by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit the Father Ron's blog page on the AIC website, on which I have posted for this podcast an illuminated page from Psalm 27, from the Luttrell Psalter made in England in the Diocese of Lincoln in the second quarter of the 14th century. Please note that there is a difference in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalms 8 and 9 are a single psalm, which makes all psalms from Psalm 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, Psalm 27 in today's reading in the Book of Common Prayer is Psalm 26 in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice still used in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Trinity season, the longest on the Anglican Church calendar, watch our AIC seasonal video series, Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which includes its history and its place on the Church calendar, and and the possibilities for lengthening and shortening of the season based upon the date of Easter and the date of First Sunday in Advent. This series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm appointed for Third Sunday After Trinity, Psalm 27, is a 16-verse psalm attributed to David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are Dominus Illuminatio. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host of men were laid against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though there rose up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing I have desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to visit his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tabernacle. Yea, in the secret place of his dwelling he shall hide me and set me up upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up mine head above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me and hear me. My heart hath talked of thee. Seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. O hide not thy face from me nor cast thy servant away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine adversaries, for there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as speak wrong. I should utterly have fainted, but that I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. O tarry thou the Lord's leisure, be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart, and put thou thy trust in the Lord. Psalm 27 is the seventh in the group of ten Passion Psalms. Both Eastern and Western church traditions regard it as a song of those with strong faith in the Lord. Verse 1 expresses the confidence of the faithful in the ways of the Lord. A similar statement is found in Psalm 118, verse 6, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear what man doeth unto me. Because it expresses faith in the Lord in the face of adversity, the Eastern Church has made this a song which is used at baptisms. The face of the Lord in verses 9 and 10 does not mean his face in human terms, but the fellowship of the faithful with the Lord. In the New Testament context, this idea of face is close to the idea of grace, Grace is the Lord's to bestow, and his alone, no matter how much the faithful desire it. Thus, seek thy face involves the standards of behavior set out in Psalm 1 and Psalms 27, verse 7, 13, and 16. For more on the theological concept of, quote, seeing, unquote, the face of the invisible God, I refer you to part two seeing the face of God on pages 21 to 29 in the AIC bookstore publication, Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective. Verse 16 in the prayer book text says, O tarry thou the Lord's leisure, be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart, and put thou thy trust in the Lord. The New King James Version text says, Wait upon the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The prayer book version would be better understood and would accurately reflect the meanings of the words if one read it as, O tarry thou at the Lord's leisure. In either translation, the words mean that the faithful should not expect the Lord to work upon their timetable but upon his own. It means wait upon the decision of the Lord. Note that both translations emphasize heart and not mind regarding the faithful. For more on the difference between these two words, see the entry for heart on pages 104 to 105 in Layman's Lexicon, a handbook of spiritual, scriptural and theological terms. Psalm 27 is the psalm reading for Anglican Transfiguration. For the full text of the Transfiguration Day office, I wrote for use in my former parish. See the Transfiguration entry on pages 115 to 144 in our bookstore publication, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship. Psalm 27 verse 11 is used as as the first Antiphon in Anglican Third Hour. And the third antiphon in Anglican six-hour. The full text of these hours offices are available in print form, with third hour on pages 95 to 100 and six-hour on pages 101 to 106 in our bookstore publication, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. For a listing of every use of Psalm 27, see the entry for the psalm in the prayer book, Psalter, history, text, and commentary, which also includes in the introduction and explanation of the different classes of psalms and, at the back of the book, a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the book of Psalms. The first lesson for Third Sunday after Trinity is Genesis 91, verses 1-17, to an account of the Lord's covenant with Noah following the flood. The second lesson is 1 Peter 3, verse 17 to chapter 4, verse 6, a lesson on suffering for God, the purpose of Christ's death and his resurrection his place at the right hand of the Father, and two allusions to the harrowing of Hades tradition. St. Peter is the subject of Episode 5 in our AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series. The closing prayer is the collect for Third Sunday After Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer for a later version of the Georgian sacram- Sacramentary, as it was used in the Serum Missal in England. Lord, O oh Lord, we beseech Thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom Thou hast given an hearty desire to pray, may, by Thy mighty aid, be defended and comforted in all dangers and adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at WWW